and welcome back Hola Madrid's Trust. Uh, we're live with uh, another preview brought to you by Vishal and me. Vishal, how excited are you to be back after a really hey. good couple of wins? Yeah, feels good. Comeback win and all of that. Feels like home again. Uh, but yeah, like Atletico was good. I thought they played really well more than anything most of the game. Um, we were sort of like I don't think it was a better team for a decent amount of time. Um, but yeah, once we got the goal, then it just started flowing. I mean, once it goes to extra time, I feel quite confident at this point. So yeah, I thought it was a good game. Again, to win cup games, just keep winning. Don't worry too much about performance. Sure, sure. Yeah, Vishal, just uh, make sure you speak up, uh, you know, <laughs> the game so our viewers can actually listen to your golden nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um... So we're going to be previewing the game against uh, Real Sociedad, which is going to happen on Sunday. It's a home game. Uh, I, I guess we can structure this podcast uh, basically how we always do it. We're going to discuss uh, the form of both teams heading into this game, uh, the narratives and the players and then their form uh, also, and the online uh, uh, controversies, you could say, regarding both teams. Uh, and probably then head on to the lineups and the tactics and so on. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Vishal, like uh, you've been seeing uh, Sociedad as uh, one of the top teams in La Liga for a while now. Uh, how have they been so far this season? Uh, yeah, like they've been as good as ever. Basically, until January, they're always like bang on. I remember last two seasons, like, they were at they were on the top of, for a while, like a few weeks before slipping off. Uh, so they always manage to do well and then they sort of drop off um, because of depth or injury problems. This is usually when Oya Zabal sort of just disappears into the sunset with his annual injury for like five months or whatever. Uh, but this time, this time I have like more hope for them. Like this is, their system is very good. It's a 4-4-2 diamond, very intense high pressing system. Uh, midfield, I think the best midfield in Spain, um, all four of them combined. And yeah, like he, he's making it work, two strikers. So um, I have more faith in the system for them this season. Maybe they'll be able to hold on to um, a CL spot because of that. Uh, because I think based on the season, they should be playing CL football. They would have represented Spain much better than some of the teams did, I guess, in the Champions League this season. Uh, Europa, they're on top of their table. So they're doing, they're doing fine. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a difficult game. I think they're in decent form as well. I know they lost to Barcelona, uh, but, I mean, can't say much about that. It is still Barcelona. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I think it's a good time to be excited. Like, if you're a Real Sociedad that's fine. Absolutely. Uh, you did mention uh, Oyer Zabal usually managed to get uh, injured or one of their top uh, players does get injured, but uh, that's not been the case this season. Uh, so, Oyer Zabal has missed a lot of games so far and I think he has only had like four, four starts and all of them have come in the re- recent times. Yeah, exactly. So usually it's, I mean, if I remember correctly, usually it's the opposite. Like he is available and then he sort of disappears and then their slump coincides every time. The new year comes and Sociedad starts drawing games, losing games that they should be winning and all of that. Uh, but yeah, like this time, this time I think more than anything, like Imanol has put together a very good system. It's very, very solid. It, it plays the kind of football that he likes playing, which is quote-unquote attractive football. Um, he he is one of those idealists like in managers who think football should be played one way and so on. And he does a good job. 
um so yeah like again the season with fewer injuries hopefully in the future um they should because i really think they should be representing spain in europe's biggest stage like i think they're going to put up a really good show so yeah like personally i hope they do well this season to be right well uh, so far that's been like uh, heading into this uh, long season they've had a really good record they are only 3 points off of our uh, second spot and but we do have a game in hand uh, to be fair uh, but uh, they are coming into this game with a lot of good form they won their last five la liga games well the only blip in this like a uh, couple of months would be the barca loss but again like you said that is barca and uh, not a lot of teams score against barca and usman and dembele was like really intense and like he had his way with yeah. sociedad all game yeah one of those players if he's like switched on like, you should be afraid he's going to do things a lot of things yeah i was want to see and uh, it wasn't a really easy opponents as well like these last five games it was against rayo athletic club osasuna like really tough games yeah. and they always come on top scoring goals here and there so yeah, yeah. it's all up to that uh, front line or you could say or and you also mentioned their midfield is also one of the best in la liga So yeah. maybe uh, we can uh, start analyzing their players uh, coming from our players. Kufpo, uh, how good has he been, Vishal? Oh, he's been so good. He's been a joy to watch. Like I feel like he's finally been, let's say, unlocked. Let's put it that way. Um, last couple of loan spells, very random. My Mayorka was fine, I guess, because he was sort of carrying, not carrying the attack, but he had a lot of responsibilities there. But Hetafe before that. just made no sense not a team that played any kind of possession based football this year like i said immunol system is really fun if you're an attacker or a midfielder especially uh, you get a lot of time on the ball you get a lot of options to go forward um so he's been showing quality in space he almost scored um against barcelona like it went just over the post the shot outside the box very well made sequence i remember so yeah he he's having a good season like uh, i feel like he's finally having fun and more importantly with real quality around him as well he's not like the only person that's let's say technically good that entire team is completely technically good the system's great really complements um the forward players and like i said the midfielders like a lot of quality everywhere so like if his quality would show it means that he's doing well so yeah i'm not sure what his numbers are but um like he's been contributing really whenever he's put on a sahara chadam like played on the pitch he's made impact he's been very vital in linking the front line on the midfield um so i just uh, pulled uh, kubo's numbers he has three goals and two assists in uh, 15 games well those numbers can be missed. like they don't seem that impressive but uh, his expected goals uh, and assists are like way higher so it's just that yeah he... also couple of things to keep in mind like i think the highest scorer for sociedad is bryce mendes who is the midfielder so um they just create in certain ways um like they always make sure like usually what happens is the extra man ends up being bryce or david silva while the opposition marks kubo or worries about sorlot or somebody so you will see a lot of goals come from all around the pitch in this team so that's also another factor i would say for like three goals to assist maybe isn't looking like he's setting the world alight but like stark difference from his last two seasons let's say like he's really having fun Yeah, you could uh, actually see the fun happening with Kuba because against in the game against Athletic uh, Athletic Club, 
uh, once he scored, he took off his shirt and then he had a really uh, nice sequence with the fans, uh, which the fans really appreciated as well. So, you know, yeah. good, to, good to see him having fun at least. Uh, but Yeah, that side of Kubo. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, like, uh, Real Madrid fans always expect our loanies to come back and, you know, uh, set yeah. the world alight in these smaller teams so they can be called up to the first team. Um, right. If the season goes on like this, like, same as uh, what's happening right now, do you see Kubo coming back to Real Madrid? Um, I'm actually not sure where he'd play or how we'd play him. Um, it depends a lot on how the transfer market goes. But even if nothing happens in the transfer market, um, we have Asensio, we have Rodrigo. Rodrigo is just knocking at the door so loudly right now. And Fede is there. So, like, okay, let's say if we had to find a spot for him, we'd put him on the right. Um, but yeah, like there are so many options that it's going to be another one of those situations where he might be on the bench. Uh, if the manager would prefer like more proven options of people who've played in a Madrid shirt, which is perfectly understandable, um, then we might see his development stunted a bit more. So uh, personally, like I feel like once a player is loaned, I tend to sort of forget about the fact that the player exists. It's fine. He's gone. Maybe, maybe he'll come back, but I've just sort of gotten comfortable with the fact that like we're not going to be that club a lot. Like, not very often, I feel. Uh, but, yeah, like, as of now, um, just because I see him playing at the right wing, unless we change, like, the system or something, um, maybe wouldn't be the best idea for his own development, even, in some ways. You're right. Uh, as soon as these uh, big-name players or big-name youngsters come to Madrid and then they head out on loan, we can basically write them off or we can expect yeah. them to be sold at a higher profit. That happened in the case of Odegaard. We can probably expect that to happen with uh, Brian Diaz, Renier, uh, Kubo as well. Yeah. If you go back, Raul de Thomas, so many players we've taken from our academy really turned over. So, like, it's a good model. I really like this model where we, by now, especially last year, we were getting good quality young talent across the globe also. So, this keeps, like, the books flowing, unlike you know, some of the clubs that we know, we won't be in financial trouble for a while because we know how to handle our finance. So that's something I'll always be grateful for. We don't have to worry about the board and things too much because, like, yeah, many clubs have faced all kinds of crises and we won't be that club, I feel. So yeah, things like this help a lot. I'm not, like, necessarily not a fan of that strategy. It helps. It helps a lot in the long-term vision of the club, I guess. Uh, but yeah, like like you said, like, once, once someone goes on loan, you might as well say bye. And maybe they'll come back. Yeah. Uh, I would say like the only exception that I've seen in the last 10 years was uh, Carvajal. Uh, as soon as right. he went on loan and then came back, like he just set the world alight with uh, right. in Bundesliga and then it made so Leverkusen, much sense. Right? Yeah. yeah, so good. Yeah, he's Carvajal, yeah, academy straight, like proper progression. Uh, quite happy to see that. Okay, so we covered a lot about Kubo, but uh, Kubo's not really like their best player so far this season. So, Alexander Sorlot, he has 8 goals in 15 games. Bryce Mendes, 7 goals and 3 assists. Uh, there is one more player who has like really good numbers. Uh, he has been performing like on, up front as well as in the back. So, he has the best defensive numbers uh, with like a bunch of clearances, bunch of interventions and 7 assists so far. It's Mikel Moreno. How has we team so far, uh, Vishal, and what is his role in the team? Yeah, so uh, this Horsera system is, I think they're one of the, I think they are the most fun team to watch in Spain, like for my opinion, um, or Barcelona, like, but depends on what kind of football you like, but 
Saucer has so much fun, especially because of the midfield core. Um, like Nikhil Marino is your like con- let's say like Danny Parejo, like controller, keep keep the ball, he'll keep the ball ticking. But he has a very like sort of forward pass oriented. Like he's very like typical Spanish midfielder, you know, good technique. You're gonna push the ball forward at all costs, right? So that's him, left-footed. That adds some good variety to that midfield. Um, then coming to Bryce Mendes, he's been like the extra man, like let's say Lampard in his best days, or how Rodrigo keeps appearing in the box. Uh, just like just being there, facilitating everything. A really good advanced midfielder. Um, he's ha- he's probably been the signing of the season like, as far as Spain's concerned because he's elevated them and given them consistent output, which is something that stopped them in the past, I'd say. Um, then yeah, coming to Sorlot, Sorlot's a very technical striker. Like he's good with the ball. He's he's very tall, uh, but for his height, he's so good on the ball. He you know, dribble past you. He has these nice tricks. Um, holds up the ball really well. And yeah, off late he's been scoring, so that's important. I like at some point he wasn't like getting into that much of a scoring run. Um, but yeah, like that he's been scoring. Uh. My favorite midfield in that midfield though is Zubi Mendy. He is the DM. He is at the base of everything. Um, in my eyes, he is just the next Sergio Busquets, and Barcelona should have gotten him ages ago. Um, he is that exact same player, except I think he's even better at off-the-ball duties. So uh, yeah, we'll just keep hoping that Barcelona doesn't get him. Uh, but he's the guy to watch. Like he is a Busquets. Tomorrow we're gonna. I mean, day after, I guess we'll be seeing a Busquets in action. So that guy we have to keep an eye on for sure. I would say if we stop that area itself from pushing forward, we will solve a lot of our problems already. Right. So. Yeah, let's hope so. But yeah, like uh, I was uh, kind of avoiding the Zubi Menti topic because uh, <laughs> he needs a special mention. He has been super great so far. He has been the core of that midfield, uh, spraying passes here and there, shoring up the defense line. And uh, the sad thing is that he's he might leave La Liga next season because Arsenal have reportedly come yeah. up with a 53 million uh, pound offer for him, and uh, Barca just can't compete with that. So, like, mm. I guess that's a good thing for us. But I, still, it's like I a, think Barca got another fresh uh, like sanction on players they have to sell by summer for next season, like some figure again. Another so they, okay. Yeah, if they don't pull more levels, looks like they're in trouble. Uh, but yeah, you were saying go on. Oh, it's like, uh, this, okay, yeah. The good part is like Barca is not getting these players anymore. They're not yeah. coaching La Liga talent because they don't yeah. have the money. Uh, the sad thing is yeah. all of these players end up moving to uh, the Premier League. So we saw Jao Felix also leave in the mid-season. Uh, if Zubi Mendy leaves, like he's probably the most exciting Spanish talent after Gavi and Pedri. And uh, him going to the Premier League is like, not boarding well for La Liga, La Liga as a whole. So, what do you think uh, La Liga can do to combat this? Yeah, I feel like one good thing that I have La Liga is okay. If you look at the Premier League, you look at the history, you look at each club, you look at the legends of their club. Couple of English names will come up, but okay, let's look at City. So, like, so such a huge percentage of their players have come from other leagues like Spain or Germany or things like that, right? So. Spain is one of those leagues which has never had a shortage of players coming. So, so, so that's a great example. Um, Zubi Mendy is a great example. Their academy just produces world-class players for fun, right? And they bring them up well. And eventually, it becomes a situation where they sell off to, like, let's say, a bigger club. 
uh but my personal opinion is yeah this is happening uh, right now right now it's very accelerated because of how insane the money skew is like you see nottingham forest buying i don't know 14 players in the summer that's a that's a new squad that's like you can't even do that on fifa i think you'll have trouble doing that with nottingham forest on fifa so uh yeah like it's a huge skew but i am personally not too worried. like it's sad it's obviously sad to see like we had alex moreno from betis he left emery left that was really sad for me um yeah like a lot of talent is getting pushed that way uh, but like spain germany france are not leagues where i'd worry about like anything long term happening because the talent always comes from there and even even like um italy for that matter right so yeah top five leagues um all the leagues are the top five leagues because they've been able to produce quality forever forever and ever and i don't think spain's a country where that will change so it is sad it's sad every single time it happens uh, but still we i think we'll be fine in the long run as long as we have a real madrid barca atletico valencia um, or sociedad all of these athletic clubs oh, all of, yeah all of these teams are kicking up and like la liga should be safe yeah we'll be good and yeah but uh, we also touched a lot about uh, alexander sorlot uh, i've seen a lot of uh, youtube videos and uh, uh, like some premier league tweets from premier league fans saying hey like this guy is the dollar store haland <laughs> <laughs> which is like a really unfair comparison because i feel like, personally i feel like uh, sorlot has a better touch than haland uh, yeah like, definitely right and then like what do you think separates those two players Yeah, Haaland is more of, uh, let's say, like he, he, yeah, he gets on the end of stuff. Um, he's not bad. I wouldn't say he's bad technically. Like he's good with his feet and all that. Um, but yeah, Sorloth is particularly great with his feet. Like he is as good as a midfielder would be with his feet. Like he has a good touch. Like you said, he knows how to stay. He knows how to move around a bit. um and drag people away while still keeping the ball very important stuff this is what happens to rudiger all the time rudiger just gets dragged off without winning the ball so um he's going to keep the ball for more than like 3 4 seconds he's going to move around and in that time all these other guys will start running into area all sorts of stuffs going to happen so he's a threat uh, it's really good that he's been scoring but a bit more than that if he gets on the ball he can be troubled because he'll hold up play he'll hold up he'll suspend play for like a few seconds as usually enough time for the rest of the team to sort of kick into gear because they're very very like attack oriented generally speaking um and they've historically never cared who's coming like there are interviews where the manager even out for the last i think three four seasons he said i don't care if i lose as long as my team plays if i want to play so that much into like this style of football which is it's all about the style it's all about how we play uh if you play a good game or a bad game so they're going to come and play attack football because they don't really care um and yeah things like this are like very notable patterns so lot holding up play and kubo darts into a run behind the defensive line or mendes attacks a forward space or something so these are things you have to watch out for because they can be relentless like they keep winning the ball back then doing this again then winning the ball back doing it again Um, like you might feel like you're stuck in some sort of a vortex sometimes it's just coming back to you back to you back to you so you just have to ride those out um again holding the ball will be important for us but uh, yeah as far as solo and the rest of them go um they're dangerous because yeah they can score um i don't think he can finish as well as haland or even 
20-30% of that. Uh, but yeah, his skill set's important because he always activates sort of everybody else around him. Sure. Yeah, uh, Sorlov is like a really good backup option even for a top team because uh, he is that striker who can bring you maybe 10-15 goals a season. Yeah, uh, exactly. Easily. Uh, yeah, before we like uh, head into how Sociedad can line up, like uh, the major uh, talking point for this week has been the injuries to these top teams. Uh, so we have had six or eight, like six to seven injuries. Uh, these guys as well, Sociedad have had eight injuries, and uh, most notably, Mikel Merino, Gorozabal, David Silva is also out. Uh, mm. So how how do you see this impacting their lineup? Uh, it will be big. Um, I think we'll see a familiar face, Yara Mendy, tomorrow. Uh, if I'm not wrong, he might come back and play against us. Uh, he'll fill in for Mikel. Mikel's not around. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, Goro Sabal is fine. He's the right back. Like uh, They can replace him. And I think I think it's they've already played a few. Yeah, Alessandro's played. He, he's fine. He's not a problem. Um, so, yeah, I think, but Mikel will be a bit of a miss as much as I like Yara Mendy. David Silva also is on great form as the 10. He's like what Isco was for our midfield diamond. And he he was recently getting some really good form. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate that he's out. But that will be a miss as a result. Like David Silva will be a miss. So, David Silva and Mikel Marino, um, like, are they not available for tomorrow's game? No, like, uh, I read from report that all of these players yeah. are injured. Uh, yeah, the, that's as far as I also know. Like, but yeah, if they aren't going to be playing, even if they're not going to be playing, like, let's say 60, 70 minutes out of 90, um, that's a plus for us. It's definitely a plus considering what it would be if both of them were on the pitch. So, uh, yeah, I think, like, I think maybe Kubo is going to slot into 10 and they'll play, uh, I think, one, Navarro or one of their academy kids along with Sorloth, I guess. Um, that That's my assumption here. Uh, but yeah, Silva and Marino will be two misses if they are being missed. Like, huge misses. Yeah, yeah uh, I was really like uh, hoping to see uh, David Silva come on and then play against us because like this is such a rare sight in today's uh, modern game, you know, uh, having a pure CAM operate and then having so much freedom on the ball Absolutely. to roam. Uh, so how do, th- I mean, as a Real Madrid fan, like we hope to see that happening because we have the players to do that, or we had the players to do that in the past, but we had to go for a 4-3-3 with Casemiro in. And uh, yeah. we just haven't been able to make it uh, happen with the CAM. None of the top teams have, but Real right. Sociedad have had have filled out like figured out a way to do it uh yeah. so how come they're so good in defense as well like if david silva cannot run if he's a cm yeah yeah that's actually a good question like tens have been sort of dying out of late um and also because yeah like not very sustainable system i think milan plays, used to play with a 10 at some point when they won the league uh but yeah beyond that no as far as sociedad goes um, the main reason why they can do this well is because they can press really well. Like that is the key here. Uh, let's say so you can imagine a four-four-two midfield diamond, um, two strikers up front, um, and then four midfielders sort of tight to each other. Not too tight, but kind of tight to each other. Which means the moment they lose the ball, they're all gonna convert. So your press is gonna be good if it's well coached because you're probably gonna win the numbers game in the middle. So that's Sociedad's agenda in like one sentence, which is keep the ball if you lose it like you have five seconds get it back right because uh he knows you win the numbers game for like a few seconds 
maybe unless the opponent switches or something like that uh, but there are a few seconds where the ball is sort of contentious like kind of how liverpool um in their best days used to play right? they are not only waiting to have the ball but they are waiting to lose it so that they can go and win the ball back in a very dangerous situation so i said it's much the same like they are very dangerous once they lose the ball as well because you have to navigate like the next 4 5 seconds make sure that you're in a space that's that not too tight um and i'd say that's why they succeeded like uh, adding a 10 just adds a lot more central numbers um this midfield the technique level is off the roof so um they can execute that be very tight in patterns even though it's very narrow and condensed only the full backs hold width in that team which is crazy um again like our own disco formation uh, but yeah same thing here as there which is all midfielders are technically very very elite so they can do that on the ball and they can afford to do that because once they lose the ball they just really like try and press hard so that the team cannot play out again so yeah i think that's why they've succeeded um it's the result of like a very good manager emmanuel every year he's given us some very fun football fun systems new systems this is his latest this is like definitely my favorite and this is why i think like they might actually make it through because the this 442 diamond stuff is really working so yeah well uh, when we had our 442 uh, diamond with a score top uh, we had like probably the best uh, full backs of our generation with uh, peak carvajal and marcelo uh, so that kind of like uh, gave us a lot of leeway to go forward and, and in defense as well these guys always performed in the big games uh, but don't you think like uh, sociedad could leave themselves dry at the back if we manage to play through their press and then we always seem to attack through our wings as well so do you think we can cause troubles for them like on sunday Yeah, I think that's the key tactical battle. What you just mentioned, um, that's also what gave Barcelona the edge. Like we talked about Dembele at some point. The whole reason he was effective was because he was always one v one on the right, always because um, the fullback is the only width in most cases. And whenever Barcelona quickly played it out wide, Dembele was free mostly. And one v one Dembele is not a good side. Uh, in the same way that one v one Vinicius is not a good side. So yeah, in that case, it's good news for us if we can. make it out uh wide areas are where we will 100% find more space um and we can exploit them through that because like like when we have wide combinations and a lot of space to play with that's when we play our best football like villarreal the whole comebacks um yesterday i guess like a couple of goals that happened um it all happens because we were given some wide space so this we'll get because they'll press high they, again like i said they don't really care they will press high um so we will find space um it's just yeah we have to find that initial once we find that initial compression of the pitch uh, where they're trying to like clutter you in the middle um if you're able to like find it then 100% like again just like the barcelona game like the whole reason barcelona created so many chances was because they exploited this very thing you mentioned which is the fact that at the end of the day a 4-4 diamond doesn't give you any width and that can be a problem um if you get attacked well on run so yeah that that's a good one exactly um do you have any other notes on uh, sociedad or uh, maybe we can head over to analyzing real madrid yeah we can move. i think their goalkeeper is worth mentioning great goalkeeper alex ramiro good to the feet um he will be a key figure tomorrow like even though we even if we come up um let's say against him one we want we can expect him to save chance so uh, yeah that's one more thing on corner and yeah we can move on. all right then uh, well the main narrative uh, heading into this game because of uh, 
all the injuries that happened in the atletico the intense game is uh, those injuries uh, so there is a bit of good news and a lot of bad news uh, the bad news is <laughs> rodrigo is out uh, so he the he will know the extent of his injury uh, today probably uh, and then we'll know when they release a squad list mendy is probably out for a month alaba uh, we thought he was back but then he suffered yeah. a relapse to his injury he's also out uh, carvajal is out we don't know when he's going to be back chaumeni uh, he could be back for the next week but not immediately for the sociedad game and of course we have lord vasquez also out for the month i did say i have I had some good news but it's not really good news uh, it's just that hazard is back in training yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice celebrate oh man that's horrible like very good at that i've just been reading all these tweets separately uh, you just gave it to me in one shot and i was like that sounds really bad uh, and yeah like huge like very very big misses in terms of depth and just generally just having players out on the pitch at all uh, so yeah like what what do you think how do you think we line up at all actually it's like insane man like uh, i thought we had so much depth in defense as well as in midfield but it's starting to wear thin like all of our starters are basically all of our star- starters in defense are out alaba yeah. is out as a cb uh, uh, both of our full backs are out uh not if not something happens to nacho like, we're pretty much going to both, be playing both, both, both of our full back backups are also out yeah so <laughs> we're probably going to see kamavinga on lb again right uh, purely out of force i feel um although he was stunning at lb now that i'm like complaining about it but i'm sure he's like ah uh, here we go another shift in lb <laughs> uh well i'm not sure kamavinga enjoys uh, being played at lb because uh, he did uh, one fan did say hey uh, we are excited to see kamavinga at lb and then he was like uh are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> oh that happened on social yeah, yeah he did interact with uh, a fan on twitter uh, oh nice well i mean he just said don't get me started and then that was really fun to see <laughs> yeah uh but yeah like uh chaomeni is out in uh, midfield but although uh, we do have some sort of cover in midfield at least but with rodrigo out uh, we pretty much have only two options in uh the right wing with valverde either playing or uh, asensio and no substitutes for vini or benzema yeah yeah that's huge man uh i guess it's a good thing hazard's back like if somebody else gets in there somebody has to play uh but yeah apart from that really tragic like this this part of the season especially now when we finally look like we're sort of turning around so many crucial wins too like villarreal was not easy um athletic club was not easy either um and then the derby win yeah crucial time really bad time for stuff like this to happen um especially when morale is probably like rising up again in the squad everyone's feeling it again uh, yeah not not a great time for this i'd say even in the long term like forget about these games uh, i hope it doesn't like impact our overall momentum form etc because that can happen like once key players start disappearing like bad things happen so yeah i just hope we ride it up uh well the, i i feel like among these injuries uh, the most key player we're going to be missing is uh, going to be mendy because he's probably out for a month meaning he will miss the liverpool first leg yeah <laughs> i know salah is like having a really bad run of form as of late 
but he's going to be licking his lips man because we have no true lb right now to replace him we don't it's got to be nacho or uh, i hope it's not alba that sounds horrible like he was really bad when he played at lb so slow at covering transition tracking back uh, so i hope that doesn't happen uh, but yeah like let's see i don't know it's just so sad it always comes down to let's see how kamunga does in some goalkeeping position or something but yeah now let's see how he doesn't left back so that maybe he can play there for us again yeah it is encouraging it's, it's not just like uh, kamavinga is a good cm like he's a really great footballer like he can do yeah. a job anywhere on the pitch pretty much yeah uh, in the so midfield yeah. quality football all right <laughs> well we did touch upon the injuries uh, kamavinga cameo tell me like is this going to be a recurring theme uh, over this rest of the season because mendy can be missing or he might be required to cover for carvajal again if carvajal goes missing again so do you see kamavinga start a few more games at lb yeah i think it might happen because i think he's going to impress at lb that is the problem like he, i think he's going to be good uh, so like it's like how fede started becoming good on the right and eventually carlos like cool let's just stick him there now um so considering how mendy's form hasn't been great across the whole season um i actually have few doubts that kamavinga will be good at left back because even that france game um i don't know if you remember like that they, he he had a good game yeah he had a good game like after the first few glitches like he was fine so um i am sure he can do the job but yeah maybe because he can do the job we might see him a lot because yeah i have a feeling he's going to impress at left back like once you give him his space once you tell him okay this is area responsible for he'll just go man he'll go into duels if he goes into duel he's probably going to win the duel so good like once you get around i mean yeah i feel like rodrigo should be taking notes like once he gets around somebody on the ball he's just somehow getting the ball away right mostly cleanly i don't care that he gets yellow sometimes it's okay um it's just he's getting better and better at this amazing intuitive like ability to like win the ball back which will be what's very important at left back so yeah I, i think that's a good thing again what you said about his interactions or generally how one might think like he feels about this yeah it's always not going to be comfortable to digest but i think we can just be happy that like we have someone who's that good and is filling in like really crucial gaps and holes for us exactly and okay uh, we have elmas in the comments saying it's a bit worrying that the real madrid uh, don't have suitable substitute for dani and he means a real right man i know ortizola is still around but uh, he may not be the one or just we know time and time again from a lot of matches that ortizola is not the one he might not even be the one for uh, maybe a mid table right back because that's how bad he yeah. is on defense he could be yeah. like, valuable going forward as maybe as a second half substitute when we really need a goal but he's just not it <laughs> yeah he's not it uh right back i guess vinicius tobias might finally get minutes um that that might be one with, name with carlo do you see that happening with carlo i mean carlo might be forced into it like i think even in the last press conference he said i'm just flat out of players and they're injured so we might have to drop on gestia i think he said that um i think the entire fan base must have clapped when he said that uh because everyone's been waiting for it to happen uh yeah maybe we will like right back nacho i thought he was good last game but on the ball like he kept locking up turning back around sort of blocking progression sometimes 
um so but i thought he was very natural at right back against athletic club so i don't know i don't know what carlos he or decides to do uh, we might though like i have a feeling we might see him because right back is like not looking good even with let's say carvajal's form dipping generally or lucas vasquez as well like i think that's one position where we could use a fresh face and just see what gives um i wouldn't say this about like midfield or something very crucial position where the whole team can stop functioning if you just throw somebody random in uh, but right back somebody who's been playing at right back for a while at castilla um, and getting used to it and making progress like he's been getting better and better and better and better from bolaiga so that is one thing i wouldn't mind like like he said right back is a bit of a problem position right now uh, hopefully we see tobias in action once or twice and uh... we actually like we know someone from the uh, right uh, castilla who's like pretty good at right back right vinicius uh, tobias he he is touted to be really good going forward but he has his lapses in concentration while defending uh, we don't have the same luxury uh, for the left back position there is no clear uh, person to take up the reins which is why a lot of uh, madrid fans are calling for the signing of uh, fran garcia vishal like can you explain to these fans like why or like can you give an explanation for why the board is acting this way and scrimping and not uh, trying to buy someone really cheap for like 5 million yeah uh i mean i'm not sure why there might be a few reasons um left back again yeah full backs are a problem positions for sure um one thing i think overall the board is betting on is that this whole period is just a slump i think that is the context for everything for us being passive and silent which is that we played so well we won our first i don't know how many la liga games right one not even like not even drew we were we didn't even have a draw for a very long time so um i that could be why we're not really going aggressively into the market and that we are thinking about i don't know maybe jude i don't know what's happening with mbappe but maybe that um, but yeah 5 million is not a lot which is you're bang on about that um frangas here is a good fullback um like he is really aggressive very aggressive his positioning is always like up 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 um he likes doing that um i'm not sure if he's the answer for madrid yet um like bringing him now fine i i think bringing him is a good option only to give mendy that like a bit of competition let's say um there's no real left back competing with him right now and they might push each other because fran really does want to come back to madrid and he's been really good at rio um i just don't know if uh, we can afford to have a full back that's that aggressive um we don't have ramos anymore to cover for marcelo used to do. we don't have gasimir anymore um we don't have zidane anymore. that's another thing so a um, few few things which make me like slightly suspicious about fran let's say or at least like this thought that if he comes all the problems would be solved i don't think so i think there will be new problems that might come around um but that's only because like he's still a kid and that's just how he naturally plays um so yeah i get it and i think like in the summer we might actually be here. i'm not too sure yeah him or miguel uh, uh, we did block uh, levakusen's transfer of uh, fran garcia yeah. so we should be picking Perfect. up for the summer yeah exactly that that i mean that makes sense i hope it happens so yeah like in in the summer i'm not i think that will that'll be a good move he'll have more time at rio He's already had a good season last season. Also, he was very good at Rio. But I feel like he's developing. So let him. Let's not throw him into the mess that we have here. And 
hope he'll be like to save your to all our problems i think he's having a really good time at io let him get better and better and yeah next season like he'll be good competition for man because they can sort of figure out who gets to start and stuff like now we see with rodrigo vinicius everybody scoring everybody wants to make themselves heard essence you're putting in good shifts that kind of competition is always healthy so yeah i think it'll be good to have that in the summer uh, you know where uh, on the pitch we have like excellent competition it's uh, the midfield so in recent games uh, K- kc cruz and motrez uh, haven't been starting and we have yeah. ha- picked up a lot of good results do you think like going forward at least for the rest of the month we should be only playing them one of them at every point or bring them both on just to close these matches out because this young midfield have been performing really well the we have been missing that dynamism like whenever we have looked slow on the board uh i feel like that camavinga going to lb part will sort of again tilt the balance back to like the midfield being familiar and not new uh but yeah if if that left back situation wasn't there um i would definitely like say yeah we need we'll start one of cruz and modrets um give camo some more minutes at this point right like this point i think camavinga's had three great games in a row three or four so like now it's like cool like it makes sense right like cruz and modrets are on a dip as well slight dip nothing major uh cruz also being played out of position all of those things are there uh but yeah like it would have been a good time to like get the new midfield let's say running uh, but again this left back situation complicates things um then suddenly we don't have a six so cruz is going to be default six again and yeah whatever's going to happen is going to happen so yeah again this injury thing sort of puts like r- some really annoying context and everything it really forces our hand on a few things now if even if everyone was fit i don't know if carlo would have played like the kids anyway that's up for question Um, he likes to stick with the people that he knows have gotten the results um, but yeah like yeah, at this point like we will have to play like whoever's available so i feel like that it's going to be a bit of a desperation thing yeah that's going to be your spot on uh, but yeah what is encouraging is that uh, these players who have always had this shadow of doubt over them like right now that shadow is lifting because these players are getting kind of regular minutes and then the morale is uh, going up we have actually like i'm so surprised with lexi like i thought uh, sending sebayos to arsenal would be like the end of him because he is such, he was in such mediocre form and then right now like if you look at his form like this is the sebayos that we signed initially from betis the, he has pretty much uh, brought back the form that made us sign him yeah yeah he's been good i really like sebayos as a deep uh, player like as opposed to, like a forward going player um when he plays that cruz role he's so good like he knows what to do he brings dynamism but he doesn't overcomplicate which is what i want him to do the most he's so good when he doesn't do that um like he really knows which way to tick the play and that's been showing and i think some recent interviews he was saying that i have like 5 months left to prove that i can still wear the shirt next year or something like that. so that's good to know right like he's going to be playing on full burners for the rest of the season we need him because people keep getting injured um so yeah like a pretty excited to see what he offers and maybe he he might earn himself an extra right well uh, before we head into the lineups i guess uh, we only have a couple of topics like the main talk in spain was uh, what the atletico fans did the despicable things they did uh, by hanging the vinicius uh, 
doll uh, from uh, over the bridge uh, and like it's what is sad about the whole thing is like all of these clubs they have put out uh, statements on their socials these players have come out in support but it's like no action has been taken against the people who actually went out and did it uh, those uh, the ultras who were probably behind this haven't been banned from the stadium like uh, us as real madrid uh, we take uh, really good responsibility over these things we actually ban our ultras we don't uh, allow any sort of racist things to be happening in our club but the other clubs in la liga just seem to take this for granted all they care about is appearances uh, do you agree with that vishal yeah it's it's pretty unfortunate um i mean at least atletico madrid's part uh, like the other clubs i don't know at least i mean i feel like atletico has a personal stake with real madrid so they have a responsibility to not take it too far like the other clubs it's like whatever you know but i mean here it's like they've been rivals for so long like we've been rivals on strong sporting grounds and there's no need to do this in any case like what are they even trying to say right and about players about people not getting caught and stuff like this first leg like, in atletico if you remember like i remember after that game they sent out a statement saying hey we'll catch all the people who are chanting all the racist chants against vinny nothing happened right even today nothing happened so uh, i mean yesterday whatever so yeah very unfortunate spain does have a bit of a racist side we've learned that as madrid fans i guess uh, but it's been a thing for a while i guess um, not a great advert for the sport or the league there's no reason for this kind of behavior to not go unpunished um but i feel like it's been happening so much and in some ways it's been happening to like a madrid player consistently so it's going to get the kind of outrage that it deserves like people are going to hear and i think yesterday not that it matters too much but they was put out a kind of a strong statement about this and said they'll catch who was responsible yada yada like we all know how that tends to end up but i mean this season has been crazy like not normal not good for the sport the league for the players like it's 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 a really bad message i feel so yeah like I I don't get it either like I mean you know like I get it they're salty they're not doing well and stuff but like it's still it's still football it's not that deep you know there's no need to go and abuse people like that so yeah that's why these fans are called ultras man like they just take it way too seriously they take it ultra <laughs> they go yeah. overboard uh... first first thing Perez did when he came to Madrid was ban the ultras he was like we are not going to be that club and yeah I think that was a good message absolutely it's, there are so many reasons to be proud of uh, being a real madrid fan we just seem to do the, yeah. the right things top to bottom yeah everything we talked about the finance also earlier today so many things very privileged exactly uh, so yeah i guess uh, we can go ahead and talk about the lineups uh, this time uh, like uh, what is going to be fun to discuss is going to be the back line so let's start from there obviously like, oh. the goalkeeper is going to be koto like lunin can't even start uh, Copadel Rey games. CDR, yeah, exactly. So yeah, that that's the easiest part, I guess. Okay. Uh, Michelle, I mean, that... it is kind of easy too. Like the CBs, you know, we don't have other options. It's gonna be Militao and Rudiger. Yeah. Uh, so Rudiger's last three games. Uh, what's your general thoughts? Yeah, improvement. I would say general improvement. Like I, I've been a very vocal, like sort of. anti-supporter i can't get the word but i've been speaking against him for a while now um because i feel like he's not been up to par 
with the levels he has shown um so yeah i'm glad to see like a little bit better like at least he's not making blatant errors and his positioning is better not all over the place and stuff um so yeah i'm having more faith in him which is always for the player especially for the players who criticize because it means like your squad is stronger than you thought so yeah rudiger milita has been lights out man that guy is on something i don't know what it is but i'm glad keep doing it he's insane such good levels this season and he's only getting better and better and better so that's good like yeah that center back pairing like milita just gives me a lot of faith every single time um left back i guess it's going to be cameron Um, i don't know or nacho but nacho is probably going to play on the right now so yeah like like you said the backline sort of writes itself because there are that few people to choose from uh, but it's more about like is it going to be okay right like kamanga left back should be fine um, nacho needs to be better on the ball tomorrow because sosia is going to come at you so uh, i think our left side will look okay um, i just hope our right side looks kind of fluid as well because they can sort of retrieve the ball like much better with much more success on our right i feel so yeah like backline wise that's my main worry right back nacho on the ball i hope he finds outlets well that's all that's the thing like uh, if kamavinga doesn't play at lb though like we can't expect him to play the that push in the whole game right do you feel like uh, we have any player like either in castilla or in somewhere on the pitch that can play that position um yeah like none realistically i don't think anybody that carlos going to think of anybody yeah castilla we do have uh, obradora fellow obradora but i don't think carlos going to call him up if he's not called up to buy he's not going to call him up um so no man i think camwinga left is like written in the stars it's probably going to happen uh, probably going to happen for 90 minutes also uh, unless nacho shifts there and then i don't know fede right back something he's fede played there before uh, but i don't think that's like necessary we don't have a choice at this point like, so Kamanga. who's going to be uh, coming up against uh, kamavinga is it going to be uh, bryce mendes uh yeah so like that side would be like bryce side even though they don't have dedicated wingers let's say um but let's say kamavinga's main threat is going to be the overlapping full back they also push our full backs up and that's the main source of it so, so it's a uh, diego rico on that side i guess diego rico is on the left um, it would be alistondo alistondo okay yeah so the problem will be that yeah because solot will also sort of drift out he'll have to deal with so, like one striker one midfielder and one full back uh, so yeah that that will be bryce solot and Uh, let's say Alistondo will be his main responsibilities tomorrow. Um, he'll need help from his centre mid because that's already an out number. That's the thing. Like four four two is, I mean, that diamond is like automatic out numbering in the middle of the pitch, whichever side you're on. Uh, that's why you play four midfielders, I guess. So, yeah, like we need our players to be a little smart tomorrow. Like there are some tactical problems to be solved, and we can't just wing it. If we do that, we might get in trouble. right uh, so i guess yeah we have no other choice uh, the back line is pretty much written out for itself in your own words uh, so yeah let's head into the midfield uh, the midfield do we have options realistically yeah again like six only cruise now now that camavinga might if you are considering him as a left back i don't know who else is going to play the six 
it should be blues. Um, even though he's not a great option, he's like the only option. Um, then Ceballos definitely deserves to keep playing. Um, and I think Modric had a good game, like in my opinion. I thought he had a good game. Uh, so I think that midfield is fine. It doesn't make me want to sit up or anything, but it's fine. Like, I think it'll be okay. It's just, yeah, like we'll have good ball retention overall with those three players. Um, it's just, yeah, like I'm not too sure about Cruz DM. Like, that's not something I've ever liked last two seasons. Whenever he's played there, it doesn't get the best out of him. It doesn't give us the best, like, sort of shape of the ball either. Uh, it's just, yeah, Germany is just a huge one. Like, once he comes, I feel like we'll automatically start looking so much better. Um, but, yeah, like, for now, I think that has to be the midfielder, unless I'm forgetting. There are no other midfielders. That's you're it, not, right? You're yeah, not, yeah. You're not forgetting anyone, but uh, I would say yeah. that, like, the good news with, like, Cruz playing the CDM position in this game is that uh, David Silva is uh, out injured. So, a major, major boost for us, along with uh, mm-hmm. Mikel Moreno also. Yeah, that, those are two misses, like major misses also. So yeah, I think I think that should help a little bit. But yeah, like they're still gonna press really well. They're still gonna give us not a lot of time on the ball um, once we win it back. So yeah, those are still situations that have to be. Yeah, hopefully, like Sabayo still has that those energetic legs behind him and then can carry this midfield. You know. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess we can go to the forwards and. Um... Again, we have pretty much no options. Uh, yeah, so the question guess... is right. Uh, we don't know if Valverde is going to be playing in midfield or if he's going to play as a right winger. Right. Um, I I think he had a subpar game last time around at right wing, and that was actually like one of his first subpar games at right wing. Like I thought he always at least contributes positively. Yesterday he was missing passes, finding wrong options, like very sort of shaky here and there so um on the other hand i thought i said you added a lot and i feel like he always adds a lot um generally he just stretches our right side also which is something that i always want in our team both sides to be stretched um so yeah tomorrow will be helpful tomorrow because width is important for us to do anything um i think it's also important to play a sense um, out wide just keep Pinning the other fullback being a nuisance for him. Um, Asensio is also so good when he comes centrally, so especially like this year, like with Spain also. Um, Enrique has been using him as a false nine, so um, he he knows how to play in central spaces as well. I think he's in great form. I actually really like this season version of Asensio. Um, really good player. Like he's sorted things out. He's gotten that burst back, which he didn't have post ACL. Like now. Like he still sprints well over short distances, even though like long time sort of gone. Uh, like he finds ways past people and he'll get the pass in. And technically, also, he's been very good. So, yeah, I would actually start a sense Like, purely just to give Freddy a break, almost, I'd say. Like, I think he'll be back a lot better. Well, yeah, like, uh, of course, if Asensio deserves to start and. Uh... Because this midfield is going to cause us a lot of problems. We need uh, runners in the middle of the pitch. Like, if Valverde starts in midfield, like, uh, who do you think we should drop? Either uh, Ceballos or Modric? Um, I would actually drop Modric. I, I would actually drop Modric, but I remember, now I'm remembering at some point, we used to play 
Friday as the six, like on like not now. I think a few years back. Um, I don't know why Carlo doesn't like that, but uh, I was just thinking about that option. But yeah, I would actually drop Modric. Weirdly enough, I I like the option of Modric coming on like in the middle and really causing trouble as well. Uh, but if we had to do that, I drop Modric. But having said that, um, I I wouldn't start Fede in the midfield because Fede in the midfield has been even worse than Fede on the right. Like especially post World Cup. Um, he's disappeared every time he's played in the middle, except for I think one set of 45 minutes. I forgot which game that was. Uh, but yeah, he sort of disappeared in the middle. Tomorrow, that we need the exact opposite of that. We need players who want the ball, who want to get it, and then take it out of pressure. Um, I think these get these three guys are perfect for that. Sebastian, Modric, and Kroos. Like if ball retention is a priority, this midfield is like good. We should be okay. I feel so. Right. Well, uh, that let's leaves us with uh, two spots, two guaranteed spots for two guaranteed starters: uh, Karim Benzema and Vinicius. Yeah. I guess uh, there's a lot, not a lot to say about uh, Benzema in uh, La Liga. I mean, he has been tearing it up. He has been uh, trying to get back into the PCC race, and hopefully, we'll see him score again. But Vinny, man, like uh, we saw that he had trouble like going forward against. Uh, pretty good right backs in La Liga and in the Copa del Rey. So, uh, with Elustondo playing, do you think uh, Vinny is going to have the same problems? Um, not really. I think some of the toughest opponents Vinny has faced so far. The Villarreal Foy, fight. Foy, yeah. And Thierry Correa against Valencia. Totally tied him up. Um, and who else did we play? Athletic Club was fine. Yeah, I, I don't think tomorrow, like, 1v1, he'll have too many issues. I mean, even Foyth and Korea, he sent to the floor a couple of times in those games. So, yeah. I think Vinny will be fine. 1v1, I would trust Vinny against most right-backs, let's say. Um, and tomorrow shouldn't be too different. Like, Vinny, like, when he gets into that zone, he can make it past most people. Um, it's just what he's been doing well recently. He's also looking up and seeing what to do after that. So, as long as he keeps doing that, we look more and more fluid, fluid, fluid. And things will be good. So, exactly. yeah, tomorrow I don't think Alessandro will be that much of a threat, uh, but I think that's more down to how good Vinny is. Yeah, the good news is that uh, Vinny, the old Vinny who used to combine with the rest of the team is back. He's not gonna, yeah. he's not trying to do everything on his own. Like the bad part is that he still has his old finishing. Uh, do you see that improving anytime soon? Yeah, I think that's something that like once it's back, okay, I don't know if I should say that. There have been many cases of people who just Go back to being bad finishers. Um, I think Vinny will be fine. Like he has, uh, we'll always create opportunities for him if he's willing to combine. I think I'll put it that way. Like him, Benzema. Um, I think Essencio tomorrow. We'll see that. Um, like there will be a lot of chances for Vinny to either put that ball in and make something happen, or be the person at the end of chances himself. Um, or we'll find him at the end of runs. So. He'll have opportunities and I think he'll finish them. Like, I think last season he genuinely um, upgraded at least to a level where he can't really dip back to like before that level of finishing for a long time. So I think he should be okay. Like, he's gotten his shooting boots. Like, last season he got his certificate. So that should mean for something. He, I think that ability is still around. Um, Just a dip overall, I'd say. Like, I, I don't think it's too much to be concerned. I agree. Like I feel like these two guys are gonna have a great game, especially because they don't have too many players on the wing to defend. 
So yeah, right. should be a fun game to see. Uh, right. All right. Uh, do you have any other notes or should we head down to the predictions? All good. Let's go to predictions. All right. Uh, you go first, Vishal. All right. Uh, I'll be confident again. Let's see. Um, I do. I have a feeling they're going to score. Um, so I think I've said 2-1 a lot, but um, I think 2-1, 3-1 like, sounds good. I think we'll score multiple goals for some reason. Um, because I foresee that midfield like solving the problem of okay, their pressure and all of that. So if that happens, we're going to score goals for sure. And I think that'll happen. So I'll go 2 or 3-1. But I do think they can score. Right. Uh, that's a really fair assumption. Like, uh, most of our defense is going to be missing. And uh, they're a really high-scoring team. Really fluid football. Uh, it's a hard one. Uh, I, I'm like almost tempted to say it's going to be a 2-2 draw. <laughs> uh, but instead, I'm just going to change my answer to a 3-2. Uh, just so that it's a really entertaining game, and then we're just gonna like scrape through with the win at the last last minute, like we usually do. Yeah, I hope. So. I think it's gonna be really entertaining. Like I think we both went with some four, five goals total. So I think that's gonna happen. Um, like especially because um, it's not it's not even like Barcelona so say that Madrid love playing on the counter also. So like there's gonna be action on both ends at any given point of time. Um, which should translate to goals. I hope it translates to goals for us at least. All right. Well, that's it then. Uh, for anyone who stuck around uh, till the end of the pod, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks, LMS and B, for staying uh, and keep, keeping us company with the comments. Also, if you are new here, please do consider subscribing and checking out our socials. We do have some awesome content on there. We have some specialized art stuff going on there as well for each of our Real Madrid players. So do check that out. Uh, do uh, check out the Real Madrid committee as well. They have a wonderful uh, Instagram account that pushes out content day after day. So yeah, uh, do help us out, grow this channel. And you know we shall want to say, Hala Madrid! Hala Madrid!